Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Coffee Break with the MSU Dairy Team. My name is Stan Moore, and today, educator Martine Manguel will be talking with Alan Boltheis from AIS and Lean Farming. Their topic is lean farming and how this management technique can be implemented to impact the farm. Martine, I turn it over to you. Good morning and welcome to the virtual coffee break of the MSU Extension Dairy Team. Joining us today we have uh, Alan Bontheis. He's a equipment specialist from AIS but also a founder of uh, Farming Lean. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. appreciate you having me in. So lean management sounds like a fresh term but it's no new by any means. No, lean management actually comes from a system that Toyota used, was coined the Toyota Production System. Uh, they started using it in the early 50s. Uh, in the early 80s, uh, Jim Womack wrote a book called The Machine That Changed the World. And that uh, book kind of explained to everybody outside of Toyota what Toyota was doing. Since then, we've adopted the term lean to what was the Toyota production system. And what is the main focus of, of lean management? Lean is a format that enables us to do continuous improvement, encourages us to do continuous improvement, and through that, reach our goals. So every business can use lean regardless of what their goals are. Um, we pick our goal uh, and then we have some foundational elements uh, that help us to reach those goals. Uh, the primary focus uh, is the managers from Toyota said is to eliminate all waste. And so that's a big element of lean. And when you say waste, what are you referring to specifically? So they've identified eight different types of waste. We're not talking about necessarily uh, uh, refuse or something that, that went bad. Mm -hmm. um, but those eight types of waste are inventory, uh, transportation, motion, um, waiting, overproduction, overprocessing, defects, and wasted talent. And so we talk about waste as things that, things that our customers, our consumers won't pay for. And that's at the manufacturer level, right? But the process of making a car, how does it compare to making milk? It's the same regardless of whether you're a farm or an insurance company or a bank. Every, there's a lot of industries that use lean. Uh, so your waste may be different, but we still uh, talk about uh, rework as an example or, or fixing defects. Every time I do something wrong and I have to go back and repair it, that's a, that's a wasted time, right? That is... It's a waste of things that the customers are unwilling to pay for. It doesn't add any value to our final product. So, for example, stuff that are not done the right way and maybe doesn't contribute to the quality of milk or the health of the animal, yeah. then maybe those are things that, why are we doing that? Right? Sure. Yeah. And in defects in production, we think about making a part wrong. But in animal agriculture, it can be mastitis. Uh, it could be uh, pneumonia in calves. Yeah. Um, when we talk about... Uh, Overproduction. Maybe we're doing something that isn't necessary to add value. Uh, so many people that I work with, uh, maybe in a silage bunker, spend a tremendous amount of time uh, cleaning up the feed pad floor throughout the day. Uh, but what, what they miss is the fact that that's time that doesn't add any value. You could do it once at the end yeah. of the day. The floor is still clean once every 24 hours, um, but they're spending a lot of time doing something or overprocessing. I think we'll talk about some uh, some of the tools that we use in lean, but that would be one where I would implement called five whys. Okay. Where we start asking the question, why is there so much feed on the floor? And you just like working with a toddler who asks why all the time, we continue to ask why until we have the root cause. Okay. Okay. Um, so why is there so much feed on the floor? 
uh, because we're overfilling our bucket on the load. Why are we overfilling our bucket? Because we don't have enough time to feed if we don't. Yeah, and you just continue to ask why till you get to the root cause, which the root cause maybe is uh, something completely different. Our mixer isn't large enough. It, you know, so you ask those whys until you get to the point where this has to be. And that applies to every issue or problem you can see on the farm, right? From the parlor yeah. to the calf care to maternity to any area. Yeah, it's definitely one of the problem-solving tools that we use to get to the root cause problems. So to trace back a little bit, basically anything that has a procedure can be improved. Is kind of the, the main deal of, about lean, right? And then in the farm, we know we have procedures for everything. From feeding to treating to milking, everything has a procedure on farm. So definitely farming is a fertile ground, I guess, to start implementing some of these lean practices. Yeah. How does a farmer that is interested in implementing some of these practices can get started? There are literally thousands of books. and Which can be overwhelming. Which sometimes. can be overwhelming. And literally thousands of YouTube videos and websites that talk about lean. Uh, if you want to get an introduction, uh, there are some basic books that we can recommend. You know, I'm willing uh, to come out and talk to Michigan farmers uh, when it comes to lean, attend some of our seminars that we hold yep. uh, that talk about lean. It's not as overwhelming as it first sounds. There are five basic skills that we want employees to learn or to implement on the farm. And once we have those five skills, continuous improvement never stops. So there's not an end date. I'd like to have lean done in the next year. But the, the important thing is let's get the five skills and then continue to build on lean through continuous improvement and through process improvement. So what are those five skills? The five skills are uh, the eight ways, which we talked about. Uh -huh. uh, everybody on the farm needs to understand and be able to identify waste. Okay. Um, the next one is uh, 5S, which is an organizing and housekeeping tool. Uh, it stands for sort, sweep, set, and order. Um, we get rid of all the clutter in our workspaces. We know where everything belongs. We know before we start that things are missing. And I mean, uh, that we never see unorganized crops in the farm, right? So right. I think 5S is one of the tools that can quickly show an impact on the farm. A lot of a lot of farms or a lot of businesses that go to lean adapt it first using 5S. It's something that's uh, very easy for people to understand. Uh, it's something that you can, makes a visual impact the very first time you do it. Yeah. And it starts to save you time right away. Yeah. So it's kind um, of a short win that motivates people to keep going. Exactly. And we need to have that motivation. Otherwise, you won't sustain it. Um, because it is a lot of work, uh, it doesn't just happen. You can't just buy lean. Yeah. Uh, it, it just happens. So the so the basic skills we talked about five S, uh, knowing the eight wastes, uh, also teamwork, which we've got some tools to help build some team in standard work. So we talk about procedures a little differently in lean. Uh, not that it's a step by step process. Uh, those things are important, but that everybody is doing the job the same way. Because yep. if we don't all do it the same way, we can't improve on it. And on the feeding side of things, I always stress it because when we go to the parlor, we have kind of as close to standardization as we get, mm -hmm. right? Where most milkers ideally are performing the exact same steps, keeping their timing and all that at the parlor level is happening most of the time. But we don't have those standardizations when it comes to feeding. You know, right. I see that the weekly guy is doing one thing totally different than the weekend guy, and then the weekend guy is taking an hour and a half extra to feed the same amount of cows. Or two hours less. Or yeah, two hours less. And so if we have that standard work, then we can learn from that. 
uh, we can say maybe the weekend guy has a process that it, that we could learn from throughout the week, or maybe uh, the guy on the during the week is doing some overprocessing. Or, uh, but if we don't all do it the same way, uh, then we can't manage to it and we can't improve on it. So standard work, and then the fifth basic element that we use is time management. And time management is something that is absent on a lot of farms. When we are in a when we're in a factory, and I don't mean to make light of it that we don't care. We're busy people, uh, but when we're in a factory and we're making a coffee mug, we get it down to we can make a coffee mug every thirty seconds. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, on the farm, one of the processes that we do maybe it's cleaning calf hutches. Twelve calf hutches takes one guy an hour. It's the next guy two hours. Takes somebody else fifteen minutes. But there's there's no expectation of time that you can use then to say, maybe we found a better way. Maybe we're not doing things well enough. It's super critical or super important if we set an expectation of time. So it's basically taking what we know from the parlor again, where we know we have a kill time for credit, we have a lag time for the cow to allow letdown, and we honor those timings, same from when a calf is born. You know, we have a window to get colostrum in that calf but we have to expand that to all procedures on the farm, basically. Yeah. So then we have an expectation. Yeah, and when you have that expectation, you'll find things like uh, this person doesn't know how to use the pressure washer correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so he spends half an hour, spent half an hour, <laughs> or, or looking for soap because it's not in its proper place, or or whatever it is. And unless you have that expectation of time, it's really difficult to find out where you're lacking. And then that results in a lot of waste when people are just walking around looking for stuff. Yeah, then that's wasted motion. Right? Yeah, and then we're still playing for an employee that is just looking for soap around the farm. Exactly. So for example. You mentioned a lot about procedures. You mentioned a lot about teamwork and stuff like that. Definitely employees have to buy in into mm-hmm. this management style. So it's nothing like a manager can come in and say, this is what we're going to do right now. Because any kind of an uphill battle that right. is probably not going to win, right? How do we get employees to buy in into a system like this? Well, and it's not something that Toyota didn't consider. So they they actually have two pillars. Once you have those basic things, there's two pillars. There's continuous improvement. Those are the things that we're going to push as management to make sure that every day we're continuously improving. But then the other pillar is respect for people. And so when you talk about employee buy-in, I think there's a couple of things. Are we respecting people and giving them the responsibility? If they have the responsibility most employees, not everyone, but most employees um, will take that responsibility and if their responsibility is finding a better way to do their job, they're going to be thinking about that. And you get that engagement, right? Um, But in order to do that, we also have to be able to give them that freedom to say, we respect you enough as a person uh, to value your opinion. You know, if we shut down employees and we say your ideas aren't important, you yeah. will not have employee engagement. Or if we don't even spend time listening to them. Exactly. Sometimes we, that's something we tell a lot of managers when we're trying to build this trust. Even if you know it's a bad idea, take time to listen to it and maybe use it as a learning opportunity to teach them why it wouldn't work. Uh, but definitely some of them, you're going to end up having good things yeah, that can improve ideas, your business. Sure. There shouldn't be an expert that milk cows better than your milker. Yeah, they are the expert on milking cows on your farm. Yeah, with your equipment, because they're doing it three times a day, every single day. So definitely their their opinion has to be valued. Yeah, and the the other thing, and I just really mentioned it quickly, when we talk about standard work, as human beings, we want diversity in our day. We want to find better ways to do things, different ways to do things. Work gets boring, right? Uh, But no better way to find somebody that wants to follow a procedure 
than somebody that has developed that procedure. If you have your employees help you develop your procedure, your milking procedure, your yep. feeding procedure, they're going to automatically buy into what that procedure is. Because then it's kind of, they have a bit of ownership. ownership. Exactly. In, in exactly. what we do. And then if I came up with it, I wouldn't be the one to break it up. Right, right, right. I, I want to comply with what I came up with. Right, yeah. So definitely, that's a good tool. Yeah. It's hard to say that procedure is wrong when I created it. Tell me a little bit about experiences where you have seen this work. I know some farms are already, you know, getting into this train. Experiences where you see how differences have been made using yeah. the system. Well, let me talk first about what every day on a lean farm looks like. The the main keys, and then that'll play right into yep. what you want. Um, so every day we want to work on the basics and if we can get farm owners to every day work on the basics, uh, and that is five Sing, mm-hmm. right? Keeping areas organized, finding new areas, organizing, continuing to sustain the area that we organized previously, uh, learning the eight ways. So every day talking about those eight ways with employees until it is ingrained in the culture of the company. To add a little bit to that, that does not mean that you have to pull out an hour of your day to talk no. to your employees about eight ways. It could be as easily as I come this morning to the parlor before they start milking and I ask, have you seen any ways today? Tell me what is it, what category, and it could take you five minutes. Yeah. And so the things that, have, that we often see in new farms that are implementing lean and the biggest impact uh, is... Number one, identifying those wastes. Right away, people start to question, uh, is there a better way to do this? Even without any of the other formal stuff. Mm -hmm. If you just have those wastes on your mind, you start to question, is there a better way? Uh, The 5S is so important because uh, you realize that your day is just much easier when everything's there. It's more enjoyable to work in an environment that's clean and organized and I don't have to look for things. I mean, how many people have wasted time Looking for the 10 uh, millimeter wrench. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and especially if we only have one. Right. <laughs> but, you know, if, if we need that 10 millimeter wrench in a, in, by a harvester silo, uh, then why are we keeping it in the shop? Right? Maybe we need one we more. We need another 10 millimeter wrench that always lives up by the silo. Because yeah, then if the guy is taking 15 minutes to go there, look for it and come back. Right. So that's the, the first basic thing that we do every day on lean farms is continuous improvement and that 10 millimeter wrench could be some employees continuous improvement that day that he says look i spent 10 minutes looking for a 10 millimeter wrench and i understand that motion is one of the ways mm-hmm. that we need to eliminate my improvement for the next day with the help of management is to get a 10 millimeter wrench yeah. by the silo and to somehow standardize it so that we know it's there we know when it's missing and we know how to get it back and everybody that performs what i perform knows where we need that wrench after he's done exactly so then when i come next day i don't have to do that again exactly so uh so we see on lean farms um that continuous improvement when you really get a little more sophisticated with it but it's so powerful uh we start shooting videos of those improvements um so that we can share it with other people on the farm as instructional videos but also motivating the rest of the employees and it's not about creating competition right it's not about uh, oh I created a better improvement than Alan did Uh, it's about improving communication and and giving ideas because maybe what you did in the maternity area is something that I could implement somehow in the parlor so it's kind of about 
making information flow in yeah. the whole farm. You know, it's also builds that teamwork side that, uh, that, that somebody in the parlor knows the improvement that I made uh, out in the field, right? And that brings us all together as we're working for one common goal. Because it's so difficult when we're diverse as we are in a dairy farm mm -hmm. um, to take the things that we're doing in the calf area and translate them to the parlor or to the shop or to the field mm -hmm. um, because it, sometimes they can feel like four separate businesses. But what we, is important for them to communicate, communicate uh, between them? Yeah. You have work on, some, on many farms at this point. So because I do it outside of my regular job, I yep. limit myself to only working with two or three farms at a okay. time. Um, so right now my slate's full, but we're... We're looking for the next people that really want to add clean. Um, but yes, yeah, so we've had several success stories uh, in Michigan uh, on dairies, uh, on crop farms, on potato farms, uh, and in feed elevators. That Can you tell me a little bit about examples where, so for example, I work with this farm and they saved half an hour of their day in this procedure or... Okay. Let's give you a really great, uh, simple example um, that... Uh, that that came up four or five months ago. Uh, we had done a 5S on, a, on an area, and of course we were taking a lot of trash out and a lot of things that weren't necessary in the area. So we took it out to the dumpster, and there were five of us there that didn't think about how long, how far away the dumpster was, okay? We all did what we had to do. In fact, at one point we went and got a loader, put stuff in the bucket, hauled it there. to the dumpster. It was one of their milking staff after doing continuous improvement and learning the eight ways that hauled the trash out one day, which they do there 20 times a day, mm -hmm. you know, and said, why is the dumpster so far away? There we go. It wasn't like an accidental finding. <laughs> and it, and it, was, it didn't cost anybody anything. Yeah. Uh, they, they graded a little area by their dock. They moved the dumpster up closer to the barn. Now, they're... Uh, particular case they think that they save 20 minutes a day so 20 minutes a day 6,000 minutes if they're milkers the you year. can do a full turn on your party exactly. with 20 minutes exactly so so something so small that doesn't cost anything but only came about because people had learned waste had that in their mind and were able to translate that into an improvement good um if people want to learn more, you mentioned that, you know, it's kind of a bit hard to get a one-on-one, -on -one, but where can they go to start getting some of this concept? You mentioned there's meetings, there's workshops sure. um, that you put together. Yeah, so we've got uh, we've got a workshop coming up uh, where we'll be talking about lean. Um, well, I know you do some work with lean yep. so that you, you know, that you use a resource. Yep. Uh, my website is farminglean.com. I'm not a web designer, but it's got some information there. Links to my YouTube and my Facebook page. So that's probably the easiest, uh, easiest, quickest link. And then there's a couple books you mentioned about that are specifically to farming um, that I know I have read a couple that are very user friendly. You definitely don't need to be an expert by any means. No. There are some that are very practical tools that, that you can see how you can quickly implement them in your farm. Where can people find you? Um, my number is listed on farminglean.com okay. also. Uh, you can reach me through AIS, any of the branches. Ask for Alan Bontice. Okay. Uh, all the branches of AIS are connected, so they can get to me that way. Yep. And in my end, you can go to MSU Extension website. Uh, I look for Martin. Uh, my information will be there, too. And also through our county offices, they can get a hold of uh, 
most of us um, in different areas through the state if you're in Michigan. Um, anything else that you would like to leave people with so they can understand how, how good Nini is? I can, I can tell you it's a valuable tool. It's sometimes it's difficult uh, until you've experienced it to realize just how valuable. And because things are constantly moving, it's hard to know where to jump on to lean. Um, so I guess the thing I would leave you with is start to learn. Um, if you need help, if you want to go a little quicker, there's consultants out there like myself that mm-hmm. do that. Um, but the but you're going to take some time. The first thing is owners have to learn and understand it before we start to implement it. A good other starting point will be to build first that culture of communication. Because if there's tension between employees and ownership, you have to sort that first right. in order to then start moving into a teaching or coaching point where you can start coaching them about differences in procedures and differences in ways and how can they improve. But the relationship between employee and employer has to, first of all, be kind of a good one exactly. in order to get them to buy in uh, into a whole different management style. And, and usually that's a, an issue of trust. Do yeah. I trust my employees and do my employees trust me that when they tell me something, it's not going to impact their job or my feelings. In order to build that trust, we also in an extension have a lot of resources in just the management of labor. Uh, you can look for Phil Durst or Stan Moore, which are kind of leading or labor management uh, portion of the farm. So there's certainly a lot of exercises that you can do to build that culture in your in your farm. So thank you for joining us, Alan. Uh, hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, we'd like to thank Alan and Martine for a great discussion on this topic today. Remember, for more information, you can visit farminglean.com or reach Martine Manguel through our MSU Extension website. See you next time, uh, hosted by Phil Durst. So please join us then.